Here it is. Again. And it's cold. I believe that the music I heard is a killer. It's a killer of hope. It's a killer of spirit. And Devo plays for Muppy's party. We bring you an act. The Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. Let's go! Hey, everybody. I'm Joseph. And I'm Rob. Welcome to the season two finale of Deep Dives and Deep Cuts, the history of punk, post-punk, and new wave, 1976 through 1986. Can you believe it? It's here. We are finally at the end of the season. And uh, man, I'm, I'm, I've got chills. I'm really excited. I, I want to know... I want to know what everybody picked, really, more so than really what is number one. I want to know what every, what's on everybody's list. You know, that's that's the big yeah. thing for me right now. So yeah. So of course, this is this is the episode where we reveal the final top ten list for 1978. This is the list that is compiled from everybody's list so rob and i of course our top fives um are added up along with um all of our listeners who have submitted their their lists our votes don't count any more or any less than anyone else's except for in the case of um a tiebreaker in which case we refer to our uh, six through ten lists to to break those ties. Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we get this started with a little music, huh? We'll kick it off with some Two Boy Army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Of course. Right. This is Are You Real by the Two Boy Army. No one's alive. You could almost be me. So much to cover, so much ground to cover, so many th different things we need to touch base on. Um, of course, we're going to go, the main event is we're going to go through this this top 10 uh, countdown, which is really exciting. Before we do anything, uh -huh. um, as always, uh, just need to remind everybody that uh, we are talking about music, music is art, and there is nothing more subjective than art except for maybe top 10 lists. Um, and this is an opinion show, we'll, so we will be giving our opinions, but of course we try to be mindful not to get too opinionated, because ultimately we're here to celebrate this extraordinary music that was created in a pretty unique period in time. So Rob, here we are. We yeah. made it to the finish line. This is the end of season two. I guess when you look at it, uh, this whole episode focuses on the opinions of our listeners. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so so now it's not just me and Rob who who can be accused of being um, per, per, 
pretentious knobs. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is everyone else as well. Uh, so let's talk predictions. Oh, boy. Right? Yeah. So as, as we previously discussed, we... Uh, Rob and I submitted our predictions of what the final top 10 uh, list would look like. And um, it was, uh, we learned some important lessons. The, the, the primary lesson being, of course, that uh, we both suck at predictions <laughs> like this. Um, but maybe I suck a little bit less than you do. <laughs> Well, part of it, part of it had to do with the fact that there was music added uh, that we didn't even know about, and that's—I mean—that's cool. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with being wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So once we got the final list compiled, I went and tallied it all up as far as the predictions, and um, let's see. So out of a total of 70 points, so if either you or I had correctly guessed each album in the exact spot uh -huh. it would have been seven points per title for a total of 70. Right. so out of a potential 70 i got um 28 and you got 16. Well, not too bad not too bad <laughs> yeah yeah we were we were way, we were off, way off on a couple of titles that um, I don't want to give anything away quite yet, but uh, when when we get to them, or, or maybe at the end, we might circle back and just kind of discuss some of the surprises and some of the the extreme misfires mm -hmm. on your, your and my part. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, um, we started off... Um, listening to a Tubeway Army song and of course this Tubeway Army was your number one album yeah. of 1978 for Punk or New Wave so you you probably got a bit of a, a sinking feeling when I told you that we we need to start the episode off with the Tubeway um, Army you right? know I, I had a feeling when I realized it was my favorite album of the year that it probably wasn't going to rank very high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's okay. I, well, I really, yeah. In, yeah, in in shows like this, if if we start the show off with a song from the album, that's like a bit of a constellation prize. Yeah, the booby um, prize, as they call it. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, in this case, it is the the runner-up prize. Oh, so, okay. So, um, Tubeway Army... Um, actually just just missed the the top 10 so it's in the number 11 slot gotcha. so we have our top 10 list to to start counting down i guess yeah. um now we did reach out to all of our past guests so uh, over this year um or this season we have had um four guess uh for like full episodes not not bonus track episodes but but actual either um a special bonus episode or a deep dive um so all four of those those uh past guests we reached out to and they were they were 
generous enough to submit their top five lists. So um, as we go along from time to time, we'll just pause and um, and talk about their lists as we go. Cool. So let's do it. Okay, we are going to start uh, with the number 10 album for 1978 as determined by you, the listening uh, public. So number 10 is the Jams All Mod Cons. Nice. Yeah, this was a, um, a surprise. This was not on either of our predictions. This was one we, uh, we just completely overlooked. Great album, though. Really good. It is a good album. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so let's. We're now because I got the I got closer in my predictions than you did. I get to pick the songs that we feature. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the prize for being so smart. Um, <laughs> we're lucky. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. well, maybe a little bit of luck. (laughs) Um, So I, um, we have heard a lot of songs off of this album. So I decided that, um, you know, for this episode, this type of episode, we typically throw out our rule about no big hits and no repeats. So I know that, uh, that a bomb in War, War Dower Street is a, a favorite of both you and and mine off mm-hmm. of this album. So, yeah. so I that's the song that we're going to listen to to celebrate the fact that J- the Jam's third album, All Mod Cons, comes in at number ten for the best punk and new wave album of 1978. <laughs> is one that I cannot get out of my head and and I'm I don't even have to hear it like now that I'm you know it's it's here on this episode it's gonna be in my head for days but throughout the day it'll just pop into my head and I'll just kind of hum it or sing it and people at work look at me like I'm crazy um Mm, or they think mm -hmm. I'm a terrorist I don't know but but it's a great song such a good song Okay, um, before we move on to the number nine um, album, I there's something that I just realized I should have uh, covered at the beginning, so I'll just stick it in right here. Uh, there were a couple of lists that were submitted where there was no order, where they they said these these are my top five albums in no particular order, so. What I did for those, rather than scoring them from six to one, I just gave each one of them a three. Uh-huh. And um, <clears throat> so just just to keep everything 
on on board. Did we go over the scoring? The scoring is exactly the same as last year in the sense that for your list, the um, the number five pick is one point, and then two points, three points, and four points up uh, five through two. And then the number one pick is actually six points. You get a bonus point for the number one slot because the number one slot is, that's the most coveted. That's, you know, we all agonize about what's number one versus number two much more than we agonize what's number four versus number what's number five. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very true. So let's talk about Mark Fisher's list. Now, yeah. of course, Mark Mark Fisher is um, our new friend that we met when we discussed um, the first half of Ecstasy's catalog. So he was generous enough to join us um, during the Ecstasy's uh, deep dive episode, and. Um, Wow, what a what a great time! I mean, yeah. it's the first time, first time in my life, I got to like totally just dork out with somebody who was even more of an ecstasy nerd than I was. I got to I got to uh, sit back and watch it happen. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Mark Fisher, um, other than being um, a coveted guest on our podcast. Has a podcast of his own, and wouldn't you know it? It's a podcast about ecstasy. It's called um, "What Do You Call That Noise?" The Ecstasy Podcast. Um, he is chummy with all of the um, the past members of Ecstasy. He is like in the inner circle. So jealous. Yeah. Uh, he's actually written a couple of books about ecstasy. So. Um, for all things Mark Fisher and ecstasy expert related, uh, you w- you want to go to ecstasylimelight.com to check that out. Um, if you like ecstasy, you owe it to yourself to be listening to his podcast for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. It was good. Yeah, so he submitted his list and he said that... Um, he chose to show some restraint and only put one ecstasy album on his list. Oh my gosh. Uh, that was that that was not a requirement from yeah. us. No, um no. and he'll I think he's going to be a little crushed to to find that one of our listeners submitted a list that did have both ecstasy albums on on the top 5. So he got kind of ecstasied out uh, I, we're gonna have to remove his crown and and give it to the listeners as far as being a rabid fan um <laughs> so here is his list um it is a very english list uh because he's a he's a very english guy i guess so number five according to mark fisher for 1978 is kate bush's debut album the kick inside nice number four is magazine's debut album real life yeah number three elvis costello and the attractions this year's model number two um breaking from the uk streak is blondie's parallel lines nice And then his number one album from 1978 and 
the number nine for the final list here um, on Deep Dives and Deep Cuts is Ecstasy's debut album, White Music. Wow. Number nine. The jam in Ecstasy actually uh, tied for number nine and number ten, but because this was this album was on your um, I think it was maybe number nine or number ten on your top ten list. Uh, it got yeah, number nine. It right. got that little bump. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so um, a real favorite of of Mark Fisher's, of course, and you love it too. One of my very least favorite Ecstasy albums, but still pretty good. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have this entire season um talking about this album we have avoided sort of the the biggest hit which wasn't a huge hit but it was something of a hit um uh, a song called uh statue of liberty so it is definitely overdue for um a a feature here on deep dives and deep cuts the first time i saw you standing in favorite songs on the album really and uh correct me if i'm wrong but they got a lot of crap over here in the states right for this song no no they didn't because nobody paid any attention to it of course what it was (laughs) was um statue of liberty was not played on um on the bbc Uh, if, if i got this correct um because the idea of him being crushed out on the Statue of Liberty and and riding a boat um, underneath her skirts yeah, right. was too scandalous right, for I those that. uptight Brits. <laughs> do, you, do you like my Queen of England accent? Um, it, I think it is a bit high-pitched for the Queen. <laughs> oh, okay. She's got a little more of a man. I guess voice. the Queen of England sounds more like this. <laughs> Yeah, like a pro wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) All right, enough of this silliness. On to number eight. Yeah. So number eight is an album that that, uh, ranked a lot higher for me, and that is X-Ray Specs' Germ-Free Adolescence. Wow. Um, You and I are huge fans of this. and I am disappointed that it wasn't higher. Um, and this is one of the few albums that you predicted that I didn't because I this was not on my radar at all. 
Um, but man, what a great album. We've yeah. heard so many songs <laughs> off of this that we, you and I had to kind of huddle for a little while to actually come up with a song that we hadn't featured. But um, I Am a Poser, it's a fun song. Yep. It's like right in their wheelhouse. Um, the, it, she, she is... She, she just like her voice just lends itself perfectly to this song and sort of the tone and spirit of it. A lot of fun. Germ-free, uh, germ-free Adolescence is a great album, and uh, actually specs Polly Styrene, a lot of respect and a lot of love for them. Um, and this song is definitely an X-ray specs Polly Styrene song. I mean, it it's almost like Polly Polly was made to sing it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. a fun song. Yeah, yeah. Okay, on to number seven. This was another tie, which was broken by the tiebreaker because it appeared on one of our bottom five. Um, I I can't remember off the top of my head. So um, the number seven slot is Talking Heads' second album, More Songs About Buildings and Food. This, of course, is our buddy Pete's favorite album of 1978. Yeah. Didn't show up in either of our lists. No. Yeah. Sadly, I mean, I kind of they they kind of floated around the 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 you know the the ten and nine for me for a little while. But yeah, they did. Mm. Ultimately, mm-hmm. there was just so much good music they had to go. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I to me this really suffers from. Um, sort of like the Clashes album uh, from being the band being so good and having such a high output that an album like this, which would be sort of the highlight of a lot of other bands' careers, just sort of get ellipsed a little bit from just because the 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 regular standard as far as the quality of the albums is just not quite up to to standards with with the rest of them um yeah it was like that's they, they, that's they, my they, own personal little theory right. on that it does kind of feel like they recorded a bunch of great songs and then they took like the best half and put it on their their really great album and then this kind of went to the, the rest of them kind of went to this album not that they're bad songs they're just not they're not yeah. what we expect out of Talking Heads. Well, I I consider their next album, Fear of Music, to be one of their very very best. And um, there are a couple of moments on this album where you can feel them sliding into the greatness of Fear of Music, um, including 
the song that I wanted to feature tonight. Um, it's got that nice, weird, kind of lopsided darkness that that just makes me love um, Fear of Music so much. Uh, that's a song called Warning Sign. feels wrong not to have I still feel this way it still feels wrong not to have talking heads on my list um, <laughs> regardless of what I just said about the music it's not bad music and it's the talking heads and you and I both love this band um, mm -hmm. I'm honestly I, I, it was a really good time having Pete on the show and listening to him read off his list and I kind of I had a big smile on my face when he said that this was one of his favorite albums yeah well I suspect that uh, for the entire span of this po podcast, when we do these top 10 lists at the end of each season, um, there are only going to be two Talking Head albums that don't make the cut. Yeah. This is one, and um, I am not a fan of true stories at all. <laughs> So when we get to true stories, um, to me, that's that's the absolute low point of the Talking Heads career. Uh, but from here on out, it's just going to be Stranglers, Ecstasy, Talking Heads. If they release an album that year, it's going to be on my top ten. Nice. All right. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. So... Um, Tying with the Talking Heads album, but getting the number six slot because it did appear in one of our bottom five is the Buzzcocks' first album, Another Music in a Different Kitchen. Yeah, I, I, I think that this album was probably on yours and and bounced around on mine for a while. Um, mm -hmm. Again, Buzzcocks... Buzz, I mean... I, I sound like a broken record saying it's another great band, but I mean, there's so many great bands and so many great albums in this season. Well, I think that um, of the bands that released two albums this year, the Buzzcocks are the ones that, that kind of um, split the vote. I noticed that there, there was kind of an even amount of, well, not, totally even because uh love bites did not make the top 10 a little right, bit of a spoiler yeah. but but probably pretty obvious um but my suspicion is if they had only released one album they would be a, a, a quite a bit higher because there were a lot of people who who felt like it was appropriate for to have a buzzcocks album on on their list and the really the two albums are pretty 
I mean, there's not a much of a gap as far as quality between the two. You right. and I slightly prefer the first one, but um, as I've said a thousand times, the Buzzcocks, they are so consistent. So um, the song off of this album we're gonna we're gonna feature tonight to celebrate uh, the another music in a different kitchen. Uh, clinching that number six spot is a song called Fiction Romance. A fiction romance. I love this love story. song um this you know what this reminds me of it it reminds it, it kind of feels like buzzcocks are um caught between punk and new wave yeah which is the very best place for the buzzcocks yeah. to be as far as i'm concerned for yeah. sure no totally and it, it's so good yeah yeah well um speaking of buzzcocks let's um Let's talk a little bit about our another new friend we made this season, Will Westerkow. Oh, yeah. Now, of course, Will Westerkow, he is the um, the host of the excellent podcast um, that kind of picks up where this po podcast ends. So it's called This Is Modern Rock, and he follows the modern rock charts. Of course, the modern rock charts, they didn't, they didn't start, they didn't make their debut until, uh, I think, towards the end of 1988. Right. Um, so he, um, every, every episode, he looks at one month of those charts chronologically. I think at this point, he's into the um, um, early to mid-90s, and... Um, it's always fun to see that there's a new episode uh, out from from him. So, any anyone who likes this music and wants to like keep going on as music evolves and progresses uh, should definitely check his podcast out. Uh, his list. Um, so, oh, so Will was our guest for the Buzzcocks deep dive right and so you won't be surprised to hear that there's a buzzcocks um album on his top five <laughs> but not his number one album which was was a bit of a surprise to me so here is his list number five is the adverts crossing the red sea with the adverts nice um yeah you know uh this actually made a couple lists which I was really happy to see. Yeah. Um, this is a, 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 a kind of a lost gem 
but uh, you and I are big fans mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, his number four pick is uh, my number one pick, the Cars debut album. Sweet. His number three album is the Buzzcocks and Other Music in a Different Kitchen. His number two album is Blondie's Parallel Lines. Wow. All right. And his number one pick is the number five overall pick here on the podcast, Elvis Costello and the Attractions This Year's Model. Wow. Nice. Good list, Will. Thanks. Yeah. So um, actually, the, the number five, four, and three slots were, were a three-way tie. Um, and once again... We, we had tiebreakers, so this um, Elvis Costello's album um, kind of got bumped to the bottom of those three. Uh, I'm, a, I'm surprised. I, I Actually, I don't think that when we did the predictions at the, at the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. I thought it would be this high, but a month ago, I actually was thinking it might be number one or number two. So I'm surprised it's oh. it's this low. Okay. Well. Yeah. Um, we have heard so many great songs off of this album. Um, however, we have not heard one of my favorites. And I am going to include it. Now, there are going to be some Brits out there that cry foul, foul, because it was not included on the original release in the UK. But like two months later, it was released in the US um, with a slightly different track listing. And that includes the song Radio Radio. I was chilling in the shadow. this song from way back and uh it it actually is one of those you know obviously i'm not a huge elvis costello fan but it's one of those songs that i really like from elvis costello so um you know wasn't on the original release but it's it's here now <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right let's talk about um michael greco so oh, yeah, um he he appeared twice this season um, and was so much fun to have both times, of course. Yeah. Uh, he first joined us for the Devo um, uh, episode, the Devo deep dive episode, and then came back a little while later to school us on the Boston scene yeah. in the 70s and early 80s. Um, he is most 
Well, he, he is a, a renowned photographer. He started out um, shooting these these punk bands, um, you know, that were playing in Boston and around that area in the early 70s and um, made a career out of it. And just a couple of years ago, he released a book called Punk Post-Punk New Wave On Stage, Backstage, In Your Face, 1978 to 1991. Rob, both you and I have copies of this mm-hmm. book. Um, Absolutely. It, is, it, it has like the um, pole position on my coffee table. Uh, lots of excellent um, uh, pictures that really kind of captures the flavor and the feel of what it was like to be down there in the mosh pit uh, in 1978. Now, now Michael might be happy to hear this, but uh, at our bookstore here in Mendocino, we carry this book, and it's always held a pretty prominent spot in the performance section. That book is always out. Like, it sells out yeah. like crazy. we got to keep bringing it in all the time. So, yeah. Yep. So, great, great book, Michael. So Michael was one of those who chose um, not to order his list. So he just gave us his top five in um, alphabetical order. So here is Michael Greco's top five punk and new wave albums of 1978. So Blondie, Parallel Lines. Nice. The Buzz, uh, not the Buzzcocks, Buzzcocks Love Bites. The Clash is given enough rope. Public Image Limited's Public Image first issue. And then his final um, album, top five album of 1978 is our number four album of 1978. That's Susie and the Banshees, The Scream. Wow, nice. Nice. Yeah. And a great album. Yeah, absolutely. This is, um, this is... This album and the number one album were the two albums that showed up on the most lists. Um, so there, that that just goes to show sort of like the wide appeal that this um, that the Scream has. So I've been kind of rubbing it in your face this episode that I get to pick the songs. <laughs> so it only it just seemed too cruel yeah. for me to um, not defer to you yeah. uh, when it comes to the song that we're going to feature off of the scream. So I'm going to hand this over to you and you can you can decide which Susie and the Banshee song uh, we will listen to tonight. Well, you know, it's, it's hard because they're all great songs and it's a great album. Um, but you know, and, and I think too, given the fact that we've heard some of the songs off this album, uh, I just kind of want to pick something that's, that's good that we we haven't heard. That's not, I don't know. It's not. I don't. I don't think it's a huge, a huge song. I don't think a lot of people. It, it's a bit obscure. But the uh, last track on the album, Switch.
Tuesday in the Banshees, and I want to thank you for, uh, you know, giving me just this one little bone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate this, it. <laughs> this, this was your number two pick, right? You know, it was. Uh, yeah. Surprising even to me that it, it wasn't my number one because, uh, you know, I am such a big fan. Um, but, yeah, number two. Um, still a great band, lots of great music, and they just get better through the years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the number three best album of 1978 when it comes to punk and post-punk, according to our audience. And that is my number one, the Cars debut album, simply called The Cars. Uh-huh. Um, my my love for this album is total and complete. Um, I think that I actually like it a little bit more than I did at the beginning of the season, if that was possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. So um, many hits off of this album, many of which we have featured, but we have not um, listened to one of my favorites, which I don't know why um, it slipped through the cracks up until now. Um, remember always really liking even as a kid liking the song um you're all i got tonight a classic uh, classic song this is mm-hmm. this is like uh, i think when people mention the cars this is just automatically one of the the first songs that come to mind you know um and i think we talked about this a couple episodes ago maybe in the episode we had with pete where the cars is one of those bands where you you never at least myself and you never get tired of their music like uh you know you you, you don't hear a car song on the radio and go, oh my God, they're still playing this. This is not nah. one of those bands. <laughs> you know? Well, I'll push back a little bit. Um, so for me, it really depends on the album okay. because yeah. I do kind of feel that, um, like I'm kind of astonished when I hear the song Magic come on uh-huh. from, okay. from uh, just because of those, those inane power chords get so old so fast mm-hmm. that it's like, um, I understand why it was a big hit back when the album came out, but um, it's that the, those those power chord riffs just got so old so fast. Yeah. Well. Um, but certainly anything from the the, uh, the like the first two or three or even four albums is good by me. Anytime yeah. it comes on the radio, for sure. Sweet. Okay, we've just got two left. Um, yeah, the tension is mounting. This is uh, yeah. This is. It. I, I mean, can you believe that this is the end of the season? 
I, I can. Yeah. I, my my body is telling me that it's the end of the season. Yeah, it feels like the end of the season. I see. Yeah, yeah. It just seemed yeah. to happen so quick. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. Uh, we we didn't get done nearly as much as we wanted to. Just like the rest of the world in all instances of everything. Um, so, but there's always next season, right? That's right. Absolutely. So, um, you know, even though the the last three albums we talked about were kind of a dead dead heat tie, um, the there is quite a bit of distance between the number three and the number two, and then an equal amount of difference between the number two and the number one. I think anyone who's been paying the least amount of attention can guess what these two albums are maybe maybe not in the right order but um to me it seems a little obvious they were like the runaway favorites for sure hands down uh-huh. um so number two is wires chairs missing ah very nice <laughs> great album um yeah man i i can't say enough about this album it's just it's good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of shame um, on both your and my part as far as we're both big Wire fans and neither of us predicted that this would make the top 10. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we were we were like way off base. Once again, many, many songs have been featured already, but fortunately this is an album chock full of great songs, so we have not, we're not scrap, scrapping the, the bottom of the barrel at all when uh, we listen to the song tonight, which is uh, called Being Sucked In Again. From song it starts out with all this sound it's it's i don't know how to describe it but it it goes through this period of just you know just this kind of i I don't know if it's like uh relaxing sound it's it's heavy but it's still kind of calming it's it's and then it gets grungy you know (laughs) how how dare a band make sound (laughs) Well, it's not the sound. What are they thinking? Yeah, it's, it's, boy, it's just, I don't know. I I like the switch up, though. I like how it changes up and, uh, you know, just kind of when they kick into it. Um, And I definitely like that grungy sound. So it's, wow, what a good song. A great album. Number two. That was number two. Sweet. Yeah, that was number two. So we only have one album left 
Um, oh this is this is going to be the least surprising reveal ever, I think. It has been featured on every one of the lists that we have um, uh, talked about as far as the the list that our past guests have um, have submitted. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it is um, Richard Temple's uh, favorite album of 1978. So I'll reveal that in a second after we talk a little bit about Richard, Richard Temple. Now, he is a madman. He totally um, is, yeah. I worked with a, him before. Yeah, I've worked with yeah. him before. He is... He is crazy in all the magical kind of ways. Um. (laughs) So it was like I was I was a little bit behind in reaching out to our past guests um, in soliciting their lists. So I was like doing it on a at seven or eight o'clock at night here in California, which, Mm -hmm. of course, means that it was i don't know four or five in the morning um in the uk where where richard temple is hit send and like 10 minutes later he responded so he was just like up checking his email at an insane time of the morning well the thing Um, the thing about richard is he's always busy like he's always got something that he's working on you know he's always doing something so there i mean those hours in the night or the day where you sleep, that's just a waste of time to him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he is a great guy. I love that guy. He's really cool. Yeah. He, he, of course, was our very first guest, yeah. and he um, schooled us on the Manchester, England yeah. um, music scene. Great episode. In the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, excellent. Um, we will... Uh, certainly hear more from him in upcoming seasons yeah i I think that if we if we did the the deep dive on the fall and didn't include him he would um (laughs) he'd be he would uh, i yeah he would do something to somebody he would be hurt (laughs) i i think that he would just generally be you know kind of forlorn and 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 I don't know. I think that it would hurt him. We couldn't do that to him. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. Besides, yeah. who else? Can you think of no. one person that no. you would rather have a discussion about the fall with no. than well, than Richard Temple? And and he's also a guy who's who's worked in the music industry for a long time, so he yeah. knows members of bands like the Fall. You know, so yep. I, I, yeah, absolutely. It's Richard yeah. Temple time. That's when we do the Fall. He's there. Has to be. Yeah, um, and so I was a little surprised at his list um, because I thought, he, uh, you know, he's such a, a big fan of the fall and of uh, and um, like John Cooper Clark and all of that, mm-hmm. that I thought there would be no place on his list for more like pop commercial stuff. But that I was I was pleasantly surprised at his list. So um, I'm going to read it down. And of course, his number one album is the final number one album of 1978, according to our audience. Uh, So his number five pick is uh, Kate Bush's debut album, The Kick Inside. Number four for Richard Temple is John Cooper Clark's second album, Disguise in Love. Number three is Blondie's uh, Plastic Letters. Nice. Blondie's and got then, a lot of love today. 
Yeah, yeah. And then his um, he he notes that uh, his top two albums he considers to be two absolutely flawless albums far ahead of the rest of the pack. So number two for him is Susan the Banshees, The Scream. Very nice. Good choice. And his number one and our overall number one album of 1978 to my chagrin is Blondie's Parallel Line. <laughs> um, yes. My chagrin, but not my surprise. In mm-hmm. fact, mm-hmm. this was the big one that made me win the, the predictions because it was my number two on my number two prediction on my yeah. list. And it wasn't on your list at all. At all, yeah. So you're a madman. What were you thinking? Um, I I think what I'm thinking is is that, you know, I love Blondie and I love this album. And this album was definitely, uh, you know, it it definitely, like, affected me and influenced me throughout my years. It was on my top ten. But I just didn't think that there were enough people out there that that, that loved it. You know, mm-hmm. um, and you were, I was wrong. You, you were thinking that maybe it hadn't aged as well. I don't know if that maybe that's the thing. Um, I don't know, and I'm I'm looking at it, and there's even back when we made our predictions, there was already a lot of really great music in there. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, I just yeah. Well, I came up short. Blondie, you're yeah. awesome. What a yeah. great band. What a great band. Yeah. So. Um, my my very favorite song off of this album is um, Heart of Glass. I just, uh-huh. I love, you You know I have a soft spot for um, like post-punk new wave disco and nobody does <laughs> that better than Blondie. That is um, for sure. <laughs> we, we have already featured that song. My second favorite song off the album is One Way or Another, but that is right on the cusp of overexposure. I feel mm-hmm. like if I hear that, song four or five more times I might have had my fill so that brings us to my third favorite song off of this album and the song that we will feature tonight to celebrate the fact that Blondie is the number one punk and new wave album of 1978 a song called Hanging on the Telephone yeah I'm in the phone booth it's the one across the hall song it's another another great hit by by blondie and to me i don't know about anybody else but to me and and maybe i should be giving other people credit you know but to me this is this is definitely a great song and one of those songs that sticks in your head and you you know when you first hear the name blondie the band um 
this is one of those songs you think about. And I never get tired of it. I never get tired of anything of theirs. Yeah, yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I guess that's incorrect. There is an album I do not care for. Um, and and you know, I think generally that's the, that's the consensus of a lot of people on that album. But we're not going to talk yeah. about that album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is our um, our final top ten. We will recap that list and um, both Rob and I's list in a second. But let's just yeah. let's um, let's focus for one second on our when it comes to our predictions, our epic fails. So <laughs> I mean, the biggest epic fail for you, Rob. Um, uh, was that um, Blondie was not on your your list, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, but just as big for both you and I, we both had as our number one pick, our number one guess was the Police's debut album, which not, did not make not an appearance. Even it did not even make the greater top ten. I mean, it no. you know, wow! Oh. I'm so surprised. Yep. Um, a couple other titles that uh, were on both of our lists that didn't even come close were um, Devo's debut album. Um, got a little bit of love, but not nearly enough to put it into the top 10. Really surprised yeah. that it yeah. didn't show up on um, Michael Greco's Michael's. top five yeah. list. I. I was I was a little astonished when I saw his list. I thought it was sort of like a foregone conclusion. But um, and then the Clash's second album, "Give Him Enough Rope," we both thought um, would make an appearance and did not. Right. And of and as we discussed, neither of us thought that um, uh, the Wire's second album would would make the grade. And yeah. of course, it was number two. So. And, and so you know what? what do I, we know? It, it is now scientifically proven. The the answer to what do we know is not a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say that, you know, even the predictions that I made at the beginning of this episode did not come true. <laughs> um, I saw no Nick Lowe and um, I saw no, <laughs> you know, except for the fact I said the rich kids probably weren't going to make it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's summarize these these um, top ten lists, and then we'll kind of talk a little bit about other albums that got some love but didn't didn't quite make the cut. Um, so the well, actually, let's um, Rob. Why don't we why don't we um, look at your? Let's just remind everybody from last episode what your uh, top ten list was. Sure. Uh, my number 10 was The Cars. My number 9 was Ecstasy's White Music. Number 8 was Blondie Parallel Lines. Number 7, The Dickies, Incredible Shrinking Dickies. Number 6, The Police, Outlandos de Amor. Number 5, X-Ray Specs Germ-Free Adolescence. Number 4 is Wires, Cheers Missing. Number 3, Go To by Ecstasy. Number two, Susie and the Banshees, The Scream. And my number one was Tubeway Army by Tubeway Army. My number 10 was Ecstasy's Go To. Number nine, Pair Ubu's Modern Dance. 
Number eight was The Stranglers, Black and White. Number seven, Buzzcocks, Another Music in a Different Kitchen. Number six, Elvis Costello and the Attractions, This Year's Model. Number five, The Only Ones, The Only Ones. Number four is Lene Lovich's um, Stateless. Number three, X-Ray Specs, Germ-Free Adolescent. Number two, Wires, Chairs, Missing. And number one, The Cars, The Cars. Yeah. Uh, you know, bummer about Lene Lovitch. Uh, I, think, I think that if uh, people listen to her a little bit more, they might feel differently about her. Um, I really love that album. So one thing um, I do want to note... Um, uh, to throw you a bone here, since I just kicked your butt in the predictions, is um, <laughs> as far as our top fives go, um, uh-huh. I I had one title, um, um, Stateless, by uh, Lene Lovich, that um, didn't get love from anybody else. Even even the only ones got appeared on somebody else's list, but uh, Stateless did not. Whereas for your top five, um, every every album appeared on at least one other person's list. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah. Cool. I, I still think Lene Lovett should have gotten more love. Yeah, yeah, so, so do I. And then, of course, the final top ten list of 1978 is um, for no, the number ten slot, The Jams, All Mod Cons. Number nine, Ecstasy's White Music. Number eight, X-Ray Specs's Germ-Free Adolescent. Number seven, The Talking Heads, More Songs About Building and Food. Number six, Buzzcocks, Another Music in a Different Kitchen. Number five, Elvis Costello and the, and the Attractions, This Year's Model. Number four, Susan the Banshees, The Scream. Number three, The Cars, debut album, The Cars. Number two, Wire's second album, Chairs Missing. And number one, of course, is Blondie's Parallel Lines. It just seems so inevitable in retrospect, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Boy, yeah. do I feel silly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's um, let's talk about uh, the other albums that got... Um, some love and um, so these next albums are going to be listed in order as far as how close they came to to making the top 10 so uh, in descending order of course the the constellation prize the number 11 uh, slot we already know was Tubeway Army's debut album Tubeway Army Ecstasy's Go To. Then we see Devo's debut album, Are We Not Men, We Are Devo. Craftworks, The Man Machine. The Only Ones, debut album, The Only Ones. The Adverts, Crossing the Red Sea with the Adverts. Blondie's Plastic Letters. Per Ubu's uh, debut album, The Modern Dance. Television's second album, Adventure. Ultravox's third album, Systems of Romance. Buzzcock's second album, Love Bites. The Clash's second album, Give Him Enough Rope. Public Image's 
Public Image Limited's debut album, Public Image First Edition. 999 got on there with um, their debut album, 999, uh, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. I thought that Separates yeah. would, um, would rank higher, but um, that was not to be. John Cooper Clark's Disguise in Love. Lene Lovich is stateless. Nick Lowe, what? he did get some love. Yeah, Jesus good. of cool. Yeah, he needs um, it. <laughs> yeah. The Police's debut album, Atlantis de Amor, ranking like astonishingly low. Um, uh, just just amazing. Uh, it only appeared on one list. Uh, we were we were so off base on that. Wow. Um, magazines, real life, Kate Bush, the kick inside, um, the Ramones road to ruin. Yeah, oh, nice. which reminds me. Um, <laughs> so last year we were really scrambling for people to submit your list. And once the dust settled, we realized that your better half hadn't even submitted a list. Oh, so yeah. I was, I was really happy to see that she, um, she, I, I guess you just browbeat her into into doing it this year or something. <laughs> not, at, not at all. It was all on her. She took care of it herself. That's <laughs> didn't excellent. didn't have to mention it, yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. So um, uh, the Ramones' Road to Ruin got a little bit of love from her. Yeah, so cool. So she, she used to thank, and, and we Gabba will just Gabba note <laughs> that her favorite album of 19... 78 because she has excellent tastes in all things is x-ray specs's um, yeah. germ-free yeah. adolescence so glad to have you aboard rowan <laughs> <laughs> you know um i really enjoyed john cooper clark's second album and i actually enjoyed the throbbing gristle album and i didn't mm -hmm. expect either of those to make you know, to make even the top 10. Um, but, uh, you know, I like hearing that there's somebody out there who likes John Cooper Clark. Um, I, I thought it was very, very interesting. I wouldn't call it a, a radio hit. You know, you couldn't play it on, on radio. And mm -hmm. the same with Throbbing mm -hmm. Gristle. But th those two albums are very fascinating. So, you know, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. going to go back and listen to them some more. So a, a couple of albums that didn't get any love whatsoever which were a little surprising to me um kate bush's second album uh, the boomtown rats the tonic for the troops um let's see there was at least oh the patty smith group easter you were way off on your prediction on that one yeah <laughs> um yeah and uh, i think that's uh, that's about it. No, no love for the Saints. Not even from, from you. Yeah, it was. It was just too hard. I mean, there was. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. You know. Yeah. They were in my honorable mention, but uh, you know, I just they didn't make the cut. Sorry. Well, Rob, I think um, I think our time is coming to an end, right? Wow. Uh, yeah. we, we have plenty of time here. We just kind of blazed <laughs> through this. So um, 
maybe we can do just a, a quick little uh, wrap up of season two. We made it. Yeah. Um, I think that on every level, um, season two was uh, uh, a leap forward from season one. I anticipate that season three, we will continue to evolve and progress. I mean, yeah. just on a, a technical level, of course, we're we're uh, the more we do get under our belt, the, the more kind of on top of it um, we are. And the fact that we we started having guests this season, just boy, that makes all the difference in the world. Just yeah. change, shake up the energy a little bit and keep us on our toes. You know, I mentioned that I ran into one of our listeners uh, at the store, at the, the bookstore. And um, he oh, said, that, he didn't submit a list. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> He's a busy man. I know that for sure. Um, <laughs> but I will say that one of the things that he he said about the podcast was that he's really liking the fact that we have guests on now. Um, yeah. You know, on bonus tracks and such. He he really thinks that it's, you know, to have somebody different come in and give their opinion and, and talk about the you know their expertise and their their field is really cool so i agree yeah yeah hey i want to um uh shout out real quick to doug f who is the first person to submit his list so mere hours after um the episode dropped where we officially opened up for submissions. He he was poised and ready. He uh, we really appreciate the fact yeah. that he had put he had put done some real thinking and uh, put some real effort into to crafting um, uh, a very classic um, lineup for his top five. Fantastic. So kudos to him. Yeah, good job. Um, right on it, man. He was just yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and also, uh, I want to shout out to Dan S. Um, he is a new member, so he has actually just finished season one, and he's he's he wants to get caught up to at get through season two by the time season three starts so he won't be hearing this for a little while but um just want to shout out to him because he he is among um several of our listeners who continue to add bands to our list so it is it is a ever-growing list of bands that we need to cover so he, he came up with several that i haven't had a chance to check out but all sound uh, a couple of them vaguely sound vaguely familiar and i'm sure will we will be seeing them in the rundown soon so he <laughs> he is contributing naked ray gun the effies crow mags oh, yeah. um agno- agnostic front and a, a one of his um personal favorites gbh which vaguely rings a bell for me, but I don't know that I've ever heard any of their music. So I'm I'm looking forward to it when when we get to it. Yeah, I know the Crow Mags, and I'm I'm, it, you know, I'm just surprised that that we didn't think of that, that they didn't come up when we were yeah. putting stuff together. Yeah, well, we really appreciate uh, when our listeners reach out to us, um, keeping us on the straight and narrow, giving us information and correcting us. Um, uh, in a very, very 
um, positive, even-keeled manner, um, just keeping us on the straight and narrow and helping us be the best little podcast we can be. You know what they're doing, don't you? When they give us new band, new bands to listen to, they're stretching out the length of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I guess is okay. <laughs> hey, I think I think we should maybe address the elephant in the room. Well, maybe it's not the elephant. Maybe we should address the pony in the room because um, it's not that big of a deal. But we Ooh, have um, what's that? A pony? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's not... To say it's an elephant in the room implies that it's a big deal. But, I mean, yeah. we have... Um, over the last couple of months, we, and by we, I mean mostly me, have been kind of moaning and groaning about how kind of um, burnt out we are. And um, I just want to uh, reassure everybody that we will be back... For yeah. sure. There is going to yeah. be a season three. We are not burnt out of the idea of doing the podcast. It's just the timing was really tricky and things got very complicated as uh, for both of us as far as work and personal life and all of these other obligations. So it wasn't like a general sort of, I don't like doing the podcast. It was just we were spread so thin. Um, and so what that means is that we will... Um, have a season three for sure, but we don't know when it's going to start. So last year uh, we took December off and jumped back in to January, mm -hmm. and there is a there is a good chance that it, it it might be a longer period of time before we kick season three off. However, the good news is, um, and Rob, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we we have discussed this in the past. Um, Regardless of when season three starts, we are we are committed to releasing at least one bonus episode a month, um, and we've already got a, a couple of pretty cool ones um, in the in the planning stage. So I guess we can say officially that every month you're gonna we're gonna drop at least one episode. And season three is coming. We're just not sure exactly when. It's definitely not going to be before the first of the year and might be a month or two into it. And we'll there's, also, there's also something else you can expect for season three. Um, more guests and more surprises. I just want to thank everybody for sticking with us. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you guys are great. And we every every month our um, you know our total amount of downloads increases, so we continue to grow, and we are uh, on a regular basis. People like Dan S reach out to us and say, "Hey, I just discovered it. I'm blazing through season one and trying to catch up," and um, so we. We're, we welcome everybody aboard. Uh, we're very excited. See, I'm getting myself excited. Now I'm like ready to say, oh, you know what? Screw it. Let's just start yeah. three, season no, three next month. No vacation. <laughs> no vacation. <laughs> we did that last year, too. <laughs> we couldn't wait to get back. Hey, go to Apple Podcasts, write a review. If you made it this far, um, you 
you like the podcast, just, you know, please spend the 45 seconds it takes to just go and give us a rating and write a sentence or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really helps. You know, I want to I want to say that they can still reach us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and by email because they can. Um, even mm-hmm. if we're taking mm-hmm. a break, we're still going to be checking all that stuff. So, uh, give us a shout. You know, say hey from time to time. Throw us a new band name or band album, whatever. You know, we're there. Yeah. Oh, and uh, one thing about speaking of, of bonus episodes, um, and Rob, I'm throwing this at you. As well. So this is like, this is a brand new idea. I guess I probably yeah. should have discussed it with you ahead of time. But I think <laughs> I, I know what your your answer is going to be. Um, so I'm just going to throw it out. And then if you absolutely hate it, we can edit this part out. But we're not okay. going to because you're going to like it. Okay. Um, I think in one of the bonus episodes uh, before we get to season three, um, we should do an, an episode where we just focus on... Um, favorite songs of 1978 because there is a big difference between favorite songs and favorite albums. Yeah, and so I want to put that out um, to our listeners. Favorite song of 1978. Please do try and keep it in the punk new wave general area, um, and just we're we're not. You don't need to submit lists or anything, but if you just want to you want to pop on Facebook or, or shoot us a quick email saying this is my favorite song of 1978 or even a couple of them. We'll just, I think it would be fun to, to spend an episode just listening to maybe it's off of a crappy album, but you know, there's like one really great song. So particularly if there's, if there's a song that is, um, you know, more obscure that maybe people have never heard before, sort of a a, a hidden gem. Uh, I, I really think that would be, um, well, a real fun episode and a fantastic playlist. You know, yeah, has the potential absolutely. of being one of the one of the best playlists we've done. Speaking of playlists, um, I know the last several episodes we did not include links to playlists because. Those episodes were kind of all over the place. Off the charts. So <laughs> this, yeah, yeah, um, both literally and figuratively speaking. Um, so this episode, there is a link to a playlist. The playlist will be all of the songs that we featured off of this top 10 list. And then all of the songs we featured in the last episode where Rob and I talked about our personal list. So you can go there and just listen to it all in one place and you don't have to jump back and forth. So cool, Rob. Absolutely, man. This was great. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Wonderful. Anything else on your mind? No. Last chance to no. to um you know, to speak your piece in in um season two, nineteen seventy eight. Well, I will say that uh Looking forward to a nice break at the same time. I can't wait to get back to it. It's weird. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to season three. You know, going to enjoy my time off, but season three, I know, is just going to be wild. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay, everybody. Have um, a great holiday season. Um, 
and keep your eye open for our bonus episodes and we will talk to you soon see ya one way or another i'm gonna find you i'm gonna get you get you get you get you one way or another i'm gonna win you i'm gonna get you get you get you get you one way or another i'm gonna see you i wanna meet you meet you meet you meet you one day maybe next week i'm gonna meet you i'm gonna meet you i'll meet you